When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the moment of the year. This is the Rich Eisen Show. We're getting football back. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And I'm not talking about quarterback competitions. I'm talking about the freaking New York Jets having a curse hanging over. They're starting quarterback with a non-contact injury. Earlier on the show, NFL Network reporter Tom Pelissero. Still to come, three-time Super Bowl champion Julian Edelman. Plus the Fire Pit Collective golf writer Alan Shipnock. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air, and man, I'm fired up. uh, Because we haven't had this guy in our studio here in Los Angeles in quite some time. And he is here, and we are fired up on NBC Sports on Peacock and Sirius XM 85 and the Rich Eisen Show Terrestrial Radio Network, Coast to Coast. Our podcast listeners, when you want to listen to this interview, I'm sure you'll listen to it many times because I'm excited about it, and it'll be great. This man uh, happens to be uh, an MVP of Super Bowl 53 for you non-Romans out there, just the 5-3, three-time Super Bowl champion, and he is now, along with the very funny Sam Morrill, who's been on this program before, uh, a new podcast that launches next week on Tuesday, August 23rd, Games with Names, the co-host of that podcast, Julian Edelman, here on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. It's just like so professional in here. I I do have to... what, what you get got? something off my chest. What do you what do you got to get off your chest? So if you, as you see my shirt, yes, sir, and I got some you know dad shoes on. I was I was <laughs> you know just rummaging around my dad's closet a couple weeks ago. I found, found this shirt and I was like, this is a perfect opportunity to wear some dad swag. Yes, on with the dad joke king himself. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> is, Rich, that a, is that a I, is that a? Uh, a I mean, look at best dad ever. It's right there. That's we it. got dad everywhere in here. We're talking about kids right when I get in here. I feel right. like you know. That's I just right. feel daddy in here. <laughs> daddy, not like daddy. Yeah, like daddy. Right. Like uh, I. Is that dash y? Is that is that a good? Is this a good? I don't understand. Is this a good That's thing? A great thing? It's a good thing. Yeah. Because I mean, I do have the title of best dad ever, and if you come at the king. You best not miss. I don't mean to be that aggressive, but uh, that's I'm, all I'm saying. I'm going to teach you something, Rich. My mom told me in fourth grade I was the most handsomest boy in the class. <laughs> I knew Jeff Bellwomany was the most handsome boy in the class, okay? So I'm telling you right now, family lies to make you feel good. <laughs> okay? Was not the handsomest guy. But I got I to gotta ask this question. Is, you, is your mom the Jewish mom or not? No. She's my, not. My dad's the Jewish your dad. Your dad's the Jewish guy. Thus the Jewish part of this whole yes. equation. I yes. got it. All right. Because that does sound like a Jewish mother. 
You're beautiful. You're, <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're the most beautiful boy of all time. My gosh. And then yeah. you, well, you, it worked out for you, though. We were doing, the whole thing worked out for you. We're doing all right. We're doing um, all right. Do you miss football, Julian Edelman? I do. do I, I miss it more this year than I did last year. What do you miss? I miss waking up in August, mm-hmm. going to the field, smelling the fresh-cut grass, seeing the sprinklers just finished, seeing our equipment guys setting all the stuff out, mm-hmm. the locker room, the fellas, mm-hmm. the competition. And, you know, now being in my second year out, I can actually miss it because last year I was still, it was still ingrained in my head those last, that last year was rough. You know, football is not fun when you're 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 bru- you feel like <laughs> or crap. I've been doing so many podcasts. I apologize. It's all good. It's all I'm good. sorry. Don't worry about it. Um, it's all good. So, Dad. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Earmuffs around earmuffs. I mean, Good Lord, give his give sorry. his daughter earmuffs. Sorry. Nice. But you know, like <laughs> this is my first year. My 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 body's felt kind of pretty good, oh, that's and good. that's when you start to go back into that mindset of when the game was at its easiest for you, when you were in your best physical shape and it cross-paired with your smarts of the game, and and that's when you miss it, when you can go out and compete at a high level consistently. So what was your your moment where pregame where you knew you were ready to roll and that actually happened for you? You got one of those moments where you're warming up, you're feeling it, you feel good about it, you know... That the the game plan is set, you know. Tommy's all ready to roll. You've got a couple plays in your back pocket that you know are going to torch. You got one of those moments for me. Well, I would Julie? always I would always feel my speed in pregame mm-hmm. on on the first curl route. We kind of had the same routine. I would run a comeback and then a curl, and I could always tell how my feet were feeling. But now, since we're in the preseason mode and the preseason mindset right now, yeah. And I know everyone thinks preseason is good for nothing. I, I understand that. But there's a lot of guys out there right now that are vying and fighting for a job. Mm. And it brings me back to the pregame of August 16, 2009 at Damn. Lincoln Financial Field, my first preseason game against the, against the Eagles. And uh, went out there, and I just remember Mikey Wright was looking at me. He was a veteran, and he looks at me. He goes, hey, hey Rook. Settle down. It's a preseason game because I was so intense. And I still kept that mindset throughout my career just to keep it an intense you know, checklist, going over all my plays, going over everything, starting my routine then and, and really getting it down so you feel the most prepared you can feel yeah. going into a game. So I remember that specific, that specific feeling going to that game because it was my real first game in the National Football League. Scotty O'Brien, special teams guru, comes up to me. Before the game, says you're going to start on kickoff. Ended up having opening the game with a tackle, first punt, took back to the house after, you know, they repunted. Had five catches with Tom Brady when it was his game back from his ACL. So there was a lot of things that went into that game that I remember that that pregame feeling and and to go out and and have that game that you had. You know, it was just that's what I'm in the mindset right now because that's a photo is, from the game right there that was that it right there to. that's where you take Sam Aiken right behind me my guy damn so did Belichick say anything to you after that game so bad uh did he say did he come up to you after the game and say anything to the rook who just 
balled out on special teams, which, as you know, is his sweet spot. Like started, that's, started that's the where league. You, that's where you get Bill Belichick at hello. 1975, you, Baltimore Colts. Yeah, that's what. That's how you get him when you're a rookie trying to shine out. So did he say anything after that? I don't specifically remember him saying anything special. I think he yeah. may have gave me like a, a, a slap on the back okay. as coming off the field. Yeah. I mean, he was excited. You could see he was probably excited for me. Yeah. Because, you know, he likes to see his young players that are fighting for a job. He likes to see them go out and perform. Um, so I don't I don't specifically remember, but I, I, mm-hmm. I think he gave me a little slap on the back. And, you know, there's that infamous Wally Pip thing that he says to Ernie that's gone super all over the world that he said to, like, Welker. So then you, you saw that kind of stuff going on. <laughs> but uh, n- nothing specific to me. Okay. Julian Edelman here on the Rich Eisen Show, the Games with Names podcast. We'll talk about that in a minute here on the program. So um, you said you're feeling good. I mean, what do you think? Good enough? Like, if a call comes in from Tampa, Florida, or New England, would you do it? Would you go in that direction, Julian? Um, You know, I, I tell you right now, if, if I had three weeks – Three, maybe four weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, start of the season, absolutely not. But if there's a team vying for a playoff run, guy goes down, mm-hmm. could I get ready? I mean, I probably could. Would you want to do it? I mean, that depends on the situation at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I'm looking forward to games with names. We're about to launch this sure. unbelievable podcast. I got inside the NFL streaming on Paramount of Plus, of course. There you go. Yes, sir. So I got that coming. Done. So There's an I in Julian. Uh, I, I understand that. But you're a team player as well. No, but there's an E for Edelman. Atta boy. There's an E for Edelman. <laughs> <laughs> I used to Atta say boy. that. No, and, it, it, and obviously those things, those things, you could do it at the same time, and they could be waiting for you, too, at the very end yeah. of the day. Yeah, you know, hey. You, you can never say never. Um, okay. So I'm, but I'm excited for the opportunities I have coming on my plate right now. And you know, if if any of those situations ever come up, I mean, of Damn. course you got to take a look at them. I like it, Julian Edelman here on the Rich Eisen Show, yeah. uh, Games with Names podcast. You and Sam Morrill together, chit chatting about uh, sports' most iconic and infamous moments with the people who are doing it right with the people that are playing in it so you got peyton manning paul pierce michael irvin to uh to start off teddy brewski eli we got we got a lot of guys we got ricky williams okay some bransky adrian peterson talking about that statue of liberty game Mm -hmm. i mean we, we got a lot of cool perspectives of these important games that were you know big games in history not just in football but in basketball baseball soccer um you know, and it's it's always cool to, like, get the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, this all came in concept. We, we thought about this because one of our producers, Kyler, he was at a bar on Thanksgiving. He locks eyes with a guy that he's never, he, he doesn't know, but he knows. And he finds out that these two guys played football against each other in high school, and they were going over, like, in an important game. And they're going over their perspective of how the game hit them, and it was interesting to you know, see each side of the perspective. And so that's kind of where we got it. And, you know, we, we always talk about you know, who's the GOAT, but what about the GOG? Greatest of all games. We need to find out. And everyone always likes to sit and talk crap with their boys or their girls or their friends about this game's the best, that game's the best. I mean, best college football game in my life was the USC-Texas game. 
You guys remember that? Of course. Like, the, that, that was insane. The Rose, but the Rose Bowl. Rose Bowl. But then I want to hear an old timer like Rich. He probably has some like 1982 game. Oh. What's your favorite one? What, to talk about? Yeah, like favorite game of all time in college. That I was, oh, in college. College game. Or, or um, We'll start with college. College game that I was at. Um, well, it didn't go well for Michigan, that's right? That's the you problem. Had, you had, it never went well you had for Rocket me. Rocket taken two back. Yeah, it was the first game I ever covered for the yeah. Michigan Daily. Ooh. Um, and then there was a time where Jimmy Johnson brought the Miami Hurricanes in, and we were waving goodbye to them. Na 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 na. You know that whole business. They came back from ten points down with five minutes to go, lost that. But the best part about that was the Michigan hockey team uh, had uh, uh, seats behind us. Um, in the student section, and there was a Miami Hurricane fan who showed up in the first half wearing head-to-toe Miami Hurricane stuff, uh, and they snuck a keg into the stadium and got so hammered that they stripped the guy naked, and he had to wear basically somebody's sweatshirt to go buy gear, uh, and now he was dressed in Michigan gear from head-to-toe. How's that for an oral history? I mean... Wow! Yeah, he was he was stripped naked that's, by the Michigan hockey so team. Amazing. He came in wearing Miami gear head to toe, left wearing Michigan gear head to toe. Otherwise, he'd have been naked as a jaybird. And that's what cents. the podcast is right there. That's Boom! That's good. a show. It's sitting Are talking you gonna have about. You want to have me on? I would love to. We'll you come and talk your favorite game of all time, any okay. sport, any okay. place, anywhere. I want to hear your perspective on it. We'll you know. We'll I covered mostly up. baseball when I was on ESPN. I got great I stories that. to that. I love baseball. I used to love. I mean. The baseball back in when we were kids, it was oh, fun. I love it. So you got Paul Pierce. Does he talk about taking the uh, the uh, the wheelchair to the we bathroom? We talk about the wheelchair <laughs> game. I specifically asked him, yeah, if he pooped his pants. Yeah, and you have to listen. <laughs> that's that's called, what we call a cliffhanger. That's called a teaser. <laughs> that's an you old ask teaser. him that. Um, and so what about, oh, all right, now let me flip it on you. Um, what's the oral history of that catch where, where the Boston knee party, as we were calling it, where you were catching it 15 times, um, finally grabbed it in the Super Bowl against, uh, Atlanta. What, what's the oral history of that one? Uh, you're in the huddle. What happens? What do you In got? the huddle. It's second and 10. I mean, two minute drill. What do you need to do? You, there's three things you need to do. You got to get it started. You got to get a chunk play Mm -hmm. and you got to stay on schedule with the play calling. So, you know, we got it started. We get into a second and 10 or we didn't get it started. We get into second and 10 and we hit this middle read in practice like three times over the two week practice period for the Super Bowl. So I knew with the look that we got the two safety look inside leverage from the corner. It was a cover five look, two man look. And so once I saw that, I was like, Tommy's going to come to me. So I had the middle read where you you stick it and you keep it thin. And, like, the one thing you never want to see when you're running the route is when the defensive back turns and looks at the ball. Mm. And it's because I ultimately rushed my route. I ran a crappy route. And when he did that, that's like automatic pick usually. So you're sitting there like, oh, my God, game's mm. over. Here we go. Put the foot in the ground. Try to go to break it up. Goes off a leg. Goes off an arm. And then somehow come up with it. It was gnarly. Look at that. Look how close the ball is to the ground. Yeah. Holy crap. And then you realize you caught it. Definitely. Caught. I knew I caught it. Then I hit him with the Peter call. Go, Tom, Peter, Peter. Which gets everyone in line of scrimmage. And when the the other team sees it, they're like, they didn't think they caught it. They didn't think they caught it. Let's call a timeout. Right. We got them to call a timeout. Maybe they needed that timeout later in the game. I don't know. Look at you. I don't know. 
situational football. That's, I mean, we sit in these meetings with Bill Belichick. You got to learn something. Does he tell? Is that? Is that? <laughs> is, seriously, is that one of the situational football things that he tells you? If you think you caught it and you didn't really, you no, nah, that's that, that's a little high level. That's very that's high, a level, high level. But I don't put it past him. It's a little high level. I don't put it past him when he was on the NFL 100 all show that I did with where he was the analyst. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, remember, I watched it. Okay, and he was just brilliant. He would say that he would show. He, he talked with Jerry Rice. Yeah. with Jerry Rice about how we are not going to let Jerry Rice beat us. And he told this story and how there was a, a two-minute drill in Candlestick and how there was a, a whole fire drill in the two-minute drill because uh, Steve Young had uh, mishandled the snap. And so everybody just ran a different fire drill play and they weren't they weren't situationally smart about sticking with Jerry Rice and Jerry Rice beat him. And he'll always tell people to stick with the route, no matter what plaster him. Yes. And that's plaster. And he says that he, he shows that video to people all the time. And then also make sure that the next play that you're ready for the next play. Don't stick with the fire drill. Like that's the sort of stuff he would do. So I believe it. If, if he had said, Hey, if you caught a ball, and you know you caught it. Scream Peter. So they'll burn a timeout. Like, why not? I love that. Yeah, I could see him doing that. But he didn't. But you, he didn't. You did. I mean, I'm not saying I got a brain or anything. Dude, that is a, that's a podcast right there. That's an oral history. It's oral history. Right there. And everybody should check out Games with Names with Julian Edelman and Sam Morrill when it launches next week. Tuesday, August 23rd, available wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes will drop weekly. Uh, I've got Julian Edelman here on The Rich Eisen Show. What, what are you looking at? You're looking at all Zach Wilson, TV. huh? Dude. Meniscus. I well, I, how, do you, how do you bruise your well, you bone? Can, when you you're, can when technically you're making... do that because the cut, he was really outside his base. So when you're outside your base, you can actually cut so hard that it you you like... You, you snap your bones together? You don't, yeah, they hit. And so that's how they do it. I mean, so what, when, you, you, when you, you tear an ACL, a lot of the times you get... Like, I tore my ACL... Right. And I had an ex- extreme bone bruise because of it. I mean, it's a violent cut, so you could see that. It's just crazy to tear his ACL. You got to think, you know, knock on some wood. For yeah, I know, no doubt about that. I'll go in there, either sew it up because he's young, or they'll, they'll shave her down, shave it off. What do you think is happening with Belichick in the play calling right now? The process. Can you? Sus- I think it's a learning sus- process. For who? For everyone. The whole team. Um, you know, I... It's going to be interesting. It already yeah. is. It's very interesting because, you know, you, I watched that game. I watched it, uh, you know, the cut-ups. And a lot of the concepts are, are nothing I really realize, like I've seen. A lot of them are very vanilla, which is very procedural with preseason. They want to throw vanilla stuff out there and see mano y mano. Can the kid get open? Can he make the catch? Uh-huh. Let's not try to scheme anything up, but... You know, those are things I, I've never seen. That, and it's going to be interesting. You know, it, it's Josh McDaniels is—he's a really good play caller, and and we saw Josh McDaniels and Mac Jones work last year together, and and we had some great results. Now you're going to see your biggest leap usually from your young quarterback year one to year two. Yeah, because he's going to know the system. He's going to know the you know the the, the environment, the schedule. The everything usually comes easier second year, but he's going in with a completely different mindset at, at an offensive coordinator, and, and now he's got to learn how they're going to call plays. They got to learn what plays he likes, and you know it's going to be interesting. You know, and you don't know how this this actually. Honestly, you don't know how this really 
came about. They could have had someone lined up, didn't go through. Something could have happened. I, so, like, it, it's hard to put a judgment on it. It's going to be a learning experience. But if anyone can do it, I mean, Bill Belichick, he's a pretty smart guy. Yeah, he is. And he's pretty, we, he's pretty we smart. We had Tom Curran on from NBC Sports Boston. I'm sure you know Tom. Yeah, Tommy. And Tommy, Tommy was – I asked him to suss it out, and his guess was that the offense – had gotten so complex through the Brady era because Tom, you know, can add to it. McDaniel's was there, and they, they, it got so complex that receivers, only receivers with quarterback backgrounds like yourself, were able to grasp it fast enough to get on the field once joining the team, and that's why they've had issues with a lot of wide receivers like Sanu coming in or drafting kids that don't have the quarterback background. And Bill's like, we're going to take the opportunity with McDaniel's gone now to simplify it and get two guys who I guess are going to help in that process. That That's his best guess on that. I wonder what you think is. I think, think that's, a, that's a, I like that theory. I mean, at, at the end point of my last year there, I mean, it was getting pretty complex where like a play call would be zero out slot fing ride 134 F-Bow, ice alert Gary. And, like, you have all that, and they condense it to the new guy. Like, because the new player in college, all these guys are doing, like, one word calls everyone a play. So then they were, like, subbing formations with words. So the zero out slot was now Rome, and, you know, Fing was this. So, like, I could see them trying to simplify um, to allow the kids to play, allow the guys to play fast. Because ultimately, if you know something, you could have six plays, and if you run them perfect against everything, and you run those six plays damn good every single time, you should be able to do all right. You know, so you know, I could see them doing that. But you know what? I'm really excited for. I'm excited for the AFC West. Oh, oh, I'm, oh okay. That's a transition. All right, he's transitioning himself. Look at him. This AFC is why, West. Excuse me. This is AFC why West. this. This is why this guy is nominated as one of the best emerging talents on sports television. At the sports semis. It, I think you had it, a nice seat too, man. You were right up front. Seat. You were right up front. You passed by us on the way out. I know some I know some You people. definitely know some people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I don't know. All right. Okay. So what you, what intrigues you about the AFC? I just I mean I think Say it. I know what I, uh, yeah, say What it. do you think I'm going to say? Say it. I'll, 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 I'll he, just say what I've been saying. What do you? What and you, I'll say what he's. But you want to say what you've been saying? No, you go first. I, go first. I'll, and I'll tell you if I'm right on these ones. Okay, okay go, go ahead. Me first. You first. The Chiefs are going to miss the playoffs. There's going to be a regression. I don't know if they'll miss the playoffs. Okay. I'm saying McDaniel's has the Raiders winning the division with Carr two seventeen and and, and you know. Waller, Renfro. Well, Renfro, as everyone always says, that he's, you know. Chandler Jones is a huge pickup for those That's guys. Crosby yeah. on the Devontae other side. Adams. Only thing I'm so losing. I don't think he's saying. I, I think we, what we're thinking is not what you're thinking. So you have the floor, Julian Edelman. I think Dark Horse huh? in the race. Denver? Denver. Let's ride. Ooh, let's ride. Let's, let's ride. ride. <laughs> <laughs> let's ride. <laughs> Right. I'm just telling you, Vic Fangio had a great little defense out there that kept them competitive in a crazy division. Fact. Right? They, were, they, were, they weren't good. True. But they, they weren't terrible. They weren't getting blown. I would watch these games. I'd be like, this should get blown out. And they'd always be kind of a dogfight here and there. That defense is still pretty strong. You bring in Russell Wilson, the king 
of a guy that can like just grind wins away with like non like a non great talented offense, which he did for like six years, where he'd run around, create these huge explosion plays, two minute drill yeah. extraordinaire, like, and he's got something to fight for. He's he's hungry because he, I mean he still hasn't got his MVP. Every you know last year there's mm-hmm. talks that he's regressed. He's no more. He's not. I mean look at this top hundred. Well, there was like who who was above him. Was Carr above him? A lot of people were above him. Oh, yeah. What I number think, was he? I think Russ was in the 60s. Hold on. 60s, but I think like, I think Kyler was ahead of him, which Kyler's a good football player. He's an explosive football player, but he ain't Russell Wilson yet. Like, let's win a playoff game. So, like, that. Yeah, and Kyler then, was 57. Okay. Russ was 61. Okay. I mean... Oh, it's crazy, and I know it's off of last year, which is not that far off because he had a, he was banged up. Right. But I like I like Denver to go out there and make some noise. The only like, but with the Raiders, I think they're going to score points. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Carr and McDaniel's are going to do very well together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carr's a really smart guy. I, you know, that's what I've been hearing over there. This guy's picking it up very fast. Renfro, slot looking guy. Yeah, Adams. X guy that can make plays, Waller, Gronk type guy. So they got some pieces, and then you got Jacobs. Like that, he's a good running back. Even though I think they might, tra- you know, like you could well, see I mean, them trading. I, 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 I can see them think- trading him and try to get someone in that secondary because that secondary is a little sussy. Do you think? Do you think <laughs> he's showcasing him when he's running him in the Hall of Fame game? Like he's, you know, I don't know. Like it's week ten. I mean, that was something. He looked good. He did. He looked good. All right, so let's ride. Let's ride, says Julian Edelman. Okay. Let's ride, or I mean, so I've, I've got this whole segment planned with I you, know. but I'm told you got you got to leave in five minutes. Chargers, I mean, the Chargers are pretty good Look too. This this, this can't, you can't hate on them. Like Justin Herbert, kid's got pretty hair. He got a good ball. All right, you got to choose. You got to choose that now. You're part of the paparazzi now. You can't just you can't just ride this fence. Let's ride. You can't let's just ride the fence. Who are you taking? I said the Raiders win this division. You say who wins the division? Denver. You can even take them to win the division. Uh, see now, now we're not riding. <laughs> I'm going with the Raiders as well. Oh, oh, yes. Huh? Huh? It's just, you got to score of points. Jewish kids talking wow. ball. Got to score Ish. points. Julia, do you wish that you guys had ever done hard knocks? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't. Come I don't want to get embarrassed on national TV. What do you, mean? you would have been a star of that show, though. No, but like, come on. You know, like. When you have, when you would get into like Bill Belichick's meetings, and like he'd have these like low lights of practice immediately, like right when you get in, and you're sitting there trying to do the math, like how did he get all these damn plays? Like we literally got off the field 45 minutes, and then he can like explain everything and like what you did wrong. What he you did wrong. Cut up. He all, all cut, cut up. up. He'd have like a cut up, and like team. the accountability factor that he made you feel when he would get on anyone. For the wrong Emmy missed air or, or any like kind of sloppy fundamental type football play that we talked over and over and over about. Like that was just that was the worst for a player because especially if you're a player trying to make the team yeah. or you're you're trying to earn a role because he's doing it in front of everyone. So the de- defensive guys are knowing that you ain't blocking the force going in and grabbing that safety because. They're hearing Bill talk about it. So it's, it creates this vi- vi- environment of just like you have to be accountable to the team. 
You don't ever want to let the guy down right next to you. You know what I mean? That's the one thing. You don't you don't want to disappoint, you know, the guy who's throwing you the ball. You don't want to disappoint, you know, the guys that are blocking for you or anything. It's it's just like it creates that environment. Well, I just think it'd be like one of those top secret documents, like redacted, where all those lines are 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 darkened Black out. Up. Like that's what Nothing would have gotten on the air if Belichick Zero. was on hard knocks. Zero. You know what I mean? Like, he'd have been like Patrick Waugh between though. the pipes. Bears would have been. Stopping everything. Bears would have been over there just. <laughs> yep, <nope>. that's out. <laughs> nope. Oh, yeah, you can have Bill twirling his whistle. That's, <laughs> that's like the one cut. Everyone has a Bill Belichick. Anyway, the whistle really short, twirl. Really short shorts. <laughs> yeah. You can have that one. That's in. That You got that. You right, know, so, like, like you could have went grilling with the Will Forks one day. Like that could have been an well, episode. Fun, you sure. know what I mean? Could have been really good. Could have been good. Or you could have had um, like the McCordy twins. You could have followed them around, like mm, doing weird stuff, mm, like twin mm. stuff. Back weird. in the day, you could have sat there on like a Saturday practice with Randy Moss breaking down sixty minutes from the night before. Really? Like, <laughs> like the, the the news program? The news program. Randy would come in every because Saturday's like a walkthrough game. Yeah. This, this is more. That's not training camp, but Randy would come in. But Sunday, it's on sixty minutes on Sunday. Or it was or what's the one on forty eight hours? Oh, four. Okay, yeah, forty eight. Okay. Forty eight hour. Yeah, one yeah. of the things. Date First forty eight. Dateline. Dateline. One of them. They're Randy all, Moss is breaking down. Dateline. Breaking down. Every Saturday, our, our receiver coach <laughs> would get cool. like so mad. He'd be like, "Hey, Randy, we got a coach me. He's like, "Well, I can't believe this." I can't believe this. Enough with kid. Stone Phillips, man. We gotta get ready. <laughs> gotta get ready for. <laughs> you gotta get ready for big game, man. Yeah. Let's talk about Stone Phillips. Great. Oh my God, Randy, that's he, amazing. He was. It would have been fun in those oh, years. In those years, we had this whole segment planned. And I, you, you, you got to go, right? Do you what do we know? got? What's the segment? All right, look. Can we take a break? Can I get you ten more minutes? I'll go ten more. There you go. Let's do it. Ten more minutes. We'll take a break. I'll go ten more. It's called Edel, Edelman True or False. We've got oh. facts about you. We need to know if they're true or false on the internet. Coloring in this is really good. There you go. <laughs> it's good coloring. Very good. I talked to her. Is he, is he on what Rogers is on? What happened? Uh, <laughs> wow, that's really bright. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about 
how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Back here on our terrestrial radio outfit. All right, Julian Edelman is here, kind enough to give us an extra five minutes. Normally, uh, it's a segment called Celebrity True or False when we have an actor or actress or musician come in here. Uh, now we have changed it up. It's an Edelman True or False segment. Edelman True or False. <laughs> okay, you can't handle the truth. All right, very good. Here we go. First item up for bids. True or False, Julian Edelman, your Kent State nickname was Jewel Santana. True. <laughs> what, what is what is that all hey, about? Man. What's that about? Ju- Joel Santana was a rapper back in that day. Okay. Oh boy. Tan, tan. <laughs> there it is. Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was me. And then Listen that was you. Joel Santana. Santana. Did you rock the bandana like Jules? Nah, I didn't. Oh, okay. I didn't rock no bandana. Okay. <laughs> so that's first one's true. Early. Uh, when so, Dion used to, I tried to. But. <laughs> I like it. Next one up, true or false, Julian Edelman, you once conducted the Boston Pops Orchestra in a performance of Stars and Stripes Forever at the 2015 annual Presidents at Pops fundraiser. Is that a true story? That is true. That was true. Did you know what you were doing? Yeah, we sat there. Oh, look at that. You're in a full tux. Full tux. Get out of here in the in the Lombardi. My guy Kurt. What's his name? Kurt. My my. Who's the the main guy? I don't want to. I feel really bad. He's been there forever. I mean the 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 conductor. Yeah, the main conductor. Look, look it up. I just saw the Boston Pops in Nantucket two days ago. Huh? Keith. 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 I have my wand in my Boston house it's right a, when you walk in. Wand. It's Keith Lockhart. <laughs> My little, put, whatever it is. It's not, it's not. They gave me my wand. Harry Potter. It fully Harry Potter. I had the whole orchestra sign it. It was really impressive. It was great. So did you like tap it? Like to get everyone ready? And did you do the full thing? Yeah. You, you, go just, for it? you just rock that thing. You just stay on beat. And Keith, you give a Keith couple. Lockhart's of been there Keith. since 95. Damn. Keith. Yeah. He's had a, Shout out. He's had his wand for a long time. <laughs> what is it called? Baton. I Baton. Is that what it is? I don't know. I shouldn't uh, say it. I don't, I don't know, know for wand? sure. Conductor wand. Uh, yeah. next, for Hogwarts. Next up, before Super Bowl 53, you got a tour from Atlanta from a stranger who did not recognize you. Is that true? Full true. What happened? I was walking around. It was like we, we had a night off. And I was walking and this guy may or may not have been homeless. I don't know. Don't have anything to say about it, but we became cool. He's, I, was, I asked him for some directions. I got lost. He ends up taking me on a tour, shows me like where Martin Luther King grew up, and like the, we were like the fourth ward or the third ward. We ended up spending like an hour and a half together walking Just around. Just the two of you? Just the two of us. Had no clue who I was. It was, it was awesome. I got, a, I got like a personal tour oh, from man. a local, and... You know, next is history. And then wow. you and then you became Super Bowl MVP. That's how it works. I think his name was Ronnie. <laughs> I think his name is Ronnie. Ronnie the tour guy. Uh, Edelman, true or false, next one up, number two, uh, 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 number four on this list. Is it true or false you wrote two children's books? That's Julie? false. That's false. False. I wrote three. Oh! oh. Excuse me, Take Dr. Trinity. Trilogy, guys. Trilogy. Flying high one. Trilogy. Two and three. After each Super well, Bowl, you're flying we've high. gone out and we 
made these awesome stories. Me and my partner, Soft Swissa, come that. up. It's been awesome. I had no idea. Yeah, you I guys love it. Got to check it out. Okay. JE11.com. Where all books are sold. Man. Fantastic. Self-published. Um, and now the last one is, is it, is it really true that the Patriots have a dented Lombardi trophy on display because we saw what happened uh, at Fenway Park where you flipped the ball towards Gronk and he bunted the ball or sunk a swing with a, the Lombardi trophy. Is that true? Full true. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I didn't like soft toss this bad boy. I was giving him some straight heat. And like Gronk, the guy he is, like, bam, hits it. Like, what, what do you think is? I think it's like platinum. It's a very, it's, it's a very delicate metal. Silver, silver. Yes, sir. It's Tiffany. It's, Tiffany, but it's not yeah. solid. It's hollow. Right. So that's why it dents. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's a, and it has the seam mark still in there so too. Walk me through this. <laughs> walk me through this process. You, you're, you're standing in this tent, ready so to. So we're go all, we're there. all about to get ready to throw the, the pitch, the yeah. first pitch after we won a Super Bowl. And like everyone, there's a couple guys designated to hold the trophy. Gronk's got a trophy, and we're like, we're messing around. And I was practicing my pitch. I didn't want to go out there looking like, yeah, of course, you know, like one of those guys. Yeah, was it Fifty Cent? Is that 50 the worst cent, one of Carl all time? Lewis, okay, uh, all yeah, of all time. There's some bad ones. Yeah, 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 it's some... on YouTube forever. You're yeah. you're on YouTube. I threw forever. a little gas. I'm not gonna lie. So okay. Check it up. Okay, um, <laughs> but I was I was warming her up. And Gronk's like, gets into the box. And I didn't think he was going to do anything. I throw it, <laughs> and he literally, like, sw hat check swings it. And I'm like, what are we doing, bro? We can't so you do just that. thought he was giving you a strike zone yes. for you to warm up with. Big strike he's zone, too. Confidence was going high. Of course. I mean, you know, I mean, sh shoulders to knees. That's a, I mean, Brady's taking that, you know, helping – Get get a Hall of Fame. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. So okay. So you didn't think he was going to actually? Absolutely not. Fantastic. Fully hit it. Last one. Was alcohol involved? Yes or no? <laughs> not on that one. Okay. Very good. Not on that. One. <laughs> not on that one. <laughs> there was another Lombardi Trophy. I mean the parades. The parades. The were parades. Alcohol and Look at that. Yeah. I tell you right now, the guy's athletic. <laughs> he's yeah, it looked like he was up look and at, in there. Yeah. He's, he, look, he's, he's got tough. great load. That's right. Eyes on the ball. But the thing is, we could be playing, we could be playing hoops, ping pong, hockey, mm. and and Gronk can actually do it all. Well, Julian Edelman, thanks for coming in here, man. I really appreciate the time. Anytime. I, I know you stuck around. I hope you're not terribly late for your next gig. But everybody should check out Games with Names podcast with Julian Edelman and Sam Morrill starting next Tuesday. Is it Morrell? Huh? It's Morrell. I think it's Morrell. Did I say that? What did I say? Morrell. Sam Morrell? Sam Morrell? Right. I don't know. Uh, uh, Pink right. Manning, Paul Pierce, Michael Irvin, and so much more. Check out uh, some of these incredible oral histories. Uh, and all these recounting of stories at Edelman11 on Twitter and Instagram. You're the man. Thanks for Thank coming. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Uh, we're back with more on your phone calls and set up hour three in a moment. If I 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That is true when your business is growing fast and even more true when there's a lot of uncertainty as there appears to be right now in the market and beyond. But not every business is in the dark, folks. Over 31,000 businesses know their numbers. And the reason why is because they use NetSuite by Oracle, the number one cloud financial system. NetSuite gives you the visibility and control of your financials, planning, budgeting, and of course, inventory so you can manage risks get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need all in one place. In 2022, profit is the new growth. So NetSuite helps you identify rising costs, automate your manual business processes, and see where to save money. Know your numbers, folks. Know your business and get to know how NetSuite can be the source of truth for your entire company. Right now, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio right now. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. NetSuite.com slash Rich Radio. What a blast with Julian Edelman. Man, that guy is just the greatest. The best. Just the greatest. And um, I'd give him a call around Thanksgiving, wouldn't you? Since his body's feeling if, good. If you need him. If you need him, yeah. There's a prediction by week 12. Cowboys? I mean, you can use him now. We got, yeah. <laughs> Jules, yeah. Jules would use him now. right now be WR2 if he walked into the camp. Um, yeah, I, I, Why wouldn't you call the guy back if you're in need around week 12, right? Tommy? 30, Tommy's going to be ready? 36-year-old wide receiver. I mean, I, I don't think he's coming back, but what? You know. I, I understand that's, that's uh, long yeah. in the tooth, but if... He didn't look like he's sitting around eating Malamar. No. He looked really good. Okay, and he yeah. says his body feels good. A year off. And the wonders. only the only you know stress he'll put on is is wear and tear. It might be flying to New York or New Jersey to do inside the NFL. Yep. You know, so there you have it. That was fun, right there. That was great. That was great. Is I I agree. We That's all totally pine right. for the Patriots hard knocks. Like that was kind of the. That would ultimate. never happen, though. I know it would never happen, yeah. but it's the one you most wanted to see. It would open with sprinklers. There'd be black, and it would close with sprinklers. Don't That's you remember? Just an hour of black. Black, black, black. But as you know, as you know, teams <laughs> do confab with. Well, we saw that with HBO the and film. The Raiders. Yeah. I mean, Mayock put the kibosh on everything, yeah. and everything. Mayock, was all, Mayock wasn't even in it because he didn't want to be. Yeah. And you remember all that stuff with Antonio Brown? Everyone was tuned in with the helmet and the feet and all that business. And you saw nothing. You saw like Gruden put his arm around him and give him a pep talk. And you saw him talk a little bit about his feet and you saw his feet. You remember his feet got torched in some, you know, freeze chamber chamber or whatever. And and everyone wanted to see his feet and you hardly saw. But the whole world tuned into hard knocks for it. Sure did. Belichick wouldn't show you anything. Know, but it he won't been, even say who, cool. wh- why he's not doing his his play call, like wh- why he's doing his play calling like this. I mean, Tom Curran yesterday was saying like why it's so simple to say we're just simplifying our offense a little bit more. But he doesn't want to give anybody anything about anything that could be viewed as anything important. 
to anything or anybody. Like, that's literally their approach. Yeah. This week on Hard Knocks, Sprinklers, Bill Belichick. Yeah, and the whistle. Twir- and the whistle. Twir- 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 like, yeah, we'll let you have that. We'll have that. <laughs> we'll let you have that. That's twir- what it would be. You know, the, it literally the, would be that. Whistle twirl is bad. Whistle twirl. You know, because you can go this way, then you can go back that way. And that way. And then that way. You know what I uh, I watched last night when I was by myself? Um, because you guys mentioned it, I watched the old uh, Mission Impossible movie last night. Oh! oh. Wait, no, the first one? Number one. Oh, it's oh. amazing. Isn't it great? It is. Of course. It's still it's really good. It's, still, it's, it's Yeah. It's still really good. Yeah, when you said the first the whole, one? The first one. It yeah, holds I watched up. it like three weeks ago. It holds the up. Whole, yeah, yeah. It's it still it really yeah. good. Well, they're coming down. They're and coming the down. Because oh, now I, I'm watching movies to see, um, you know, if my, you know, if Zan can watch it or he'd be interested in watching Those it. Guys, they could, well, they could yeah. watch it. Well, the it's guy it's gets, a little bit confusing to follow. The guy gets, yeah. there's a stabbing early on. Well, it's confusing. To, it's no, I'm not talking about that. It's just the plot, too. It's just oh, really, wow. really well, confusing. Well, you'd have to explain, like, John Voight, spoiler alert. No, I mean, but, just, yeah. but the, the like, you know, the counterintelligence. John character and, and the double, yeah. Right, Kittrich and all of that, but, yeah. like, seeing the 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 Trey Grand Vitesse and the helicopter oh. and all of that, that is yeah. amazing. And he looks the same. It's unbelievable. Tom Cruise looks great, man. He looks exactly the same. That was a lot of fun, like to the point where I'd watch the second one tonight. I don't know if you... Skip two. Two's not the best. Skip two, go to three. Three's the best? Well, three's got Philip Seymour Hoffman, and he's, he plays the villain. Yeah, that's right. And he's Is great. that the Ghost Protocol one? Uh, no, Ghost Protocol, I think, is four. By the way, I don't know if you're aware, but today, There's this six. entire show... Has been Ghost Protocol. <laughs> well, hold on. You had we, no idea. Hold on. I, I got to reveal it. I got to rip off my mask. There you go. Wait a minute. You're Brockman. There you go. The old Ghost Protocol. The masks. I love it. All right. 844 Oh, I put up some polls. Hold what do you got? What polls I you got? I put up some polls. They're all Del Tufo related, to be yeah. honest. Uh, Del Tufo called all of these overrated. But if yeah. you could only have one, who you got? Twizzlers, Twizzlers Starburst, win, or right? Skittles? Got to say, Starburst and Skittles neck and neck, 39% wow. each. What's going on? Twizzlers, 22%. Twizzlers are not, they're overrated. And then not just, and then a head-to-head, straight-up Twizzlers versus Red Vines, Twizzlers, yeah. 71%. Yeah, Twizzlers win. But Red Vines Pelissero just torched me for that approach. Well, that was one person. I mean, I'm Team Twizzlers. Also, I, I'm wondering, but. is Red Vines a Midwest thing? Good question. I think it might be. Isn't the red vine a little more mushy? It's just, it's, it's, the, it's like a different. It's, it's it, honestly, it's like, years, I don't it, to me, it's like different. It. It's galaxies I apart. It. I don't need Two it. completely different galaxies. Red apart. vines from 1914. Wow. Wow. Here you go. Frequently asked questions. I'm on the red vines website. Oh God. Good stuff, guys. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, Bill's Warrior. Let's take his call. Let's get here. Bill's Warrior. Uh, the location Hello, is Rick. Land of the Hello, Unknown. Rick. Where are you, Bill's Warrior? Where are you? I'm currently in the Land of Known, Rich. Okay. <laughs> and I have, yeah, after recent viewings of the show, I don't think I need to tell you much. But for the rest of the league and viewers, I've come to bear some painful news. The Buffalo Bills have an arsenal of weapons, and the only question is which team's willing to throw themselves under the raging stampede of snarling Viking beasts making their way towards Glendale, Arizona for Super Bowl 57. The Bills are coming with the ultimate destruction this season. With a superstar cast of Warriors, we're putting a stranglehold on the necks of all the opponents who dare to challenge us. They know there is nothing they can do because the one they call Josh Hall in 
in the land unknown is coming for the jugular. And while you're taking in the pleasures of witnessing his greatness, go ahead and grab yourself a cold one because it's Miller time. The Bills have been waiting for a defensive player of Bob Miller's caliber since the 1990s Bills Warriors ruled the AFC. Around training camp, Bob Miller was compared to things like elastic, youthfulness, and the game of his airness, Michael Jordan. Our tight ends are nightmares for matchups with Dawson the Juggernaut mm. and O.J. Howard. Mm. James Cook's already cooking and showing clips of his brother Calvin. Our draft prospects are already shining. And overall, the Bills have gotten more physical, especially with our D-line being the best our coaching staff has ever seen us in. I caution the AFC East and the NFL. Do not step in our way unless you're willing to pay the consequences of utter annihilation off the face of the earth. And just a reminder, if anyone feels the need or wants to know what it takes to become a Bills warrior, follow the football gods at BillsWarriors.com. Uh, (laughs) All right. And scene. There you go. Even got in his website. Does everyone have a website? From Parts Unknown. Everyone's got a website. I think so. I don't. We need a website. I do. Do you think he's fired up? We talking playoffs or what? <laughs> talking Super Bowl. I think we are. Alan Shipnuckham, what's going on with uh, the PGA in a, in a moment? Here we go. Grow up, I got excited. With you the did, music. Mike. Excited. You did. You got yeah, excited. This guy got me like all excited. Ready to run through up. a wall, Mike. So, <laughs> I was doing, I was got Do we know Ooh, when this like. players meeting for the players tour, for the PGA tour you know, is happening? It's happening now? Is that I on saw Z- that. Because it's not on Zoom. I mean, Tiger's no. flying in. Well, I'd assume a lot of the players are Where's in it? Washington, D.C. for the BMW this Right, weekend. so? So, uh, Jay Monahan was trending at one point earlier in the day, so I thought he was out. Because Alan Shipnuck's tweet, if you wouldn't mind putting it up one more time, uh, Mike Hoskins, this is what got me. Because he said that the it, the the players meeting They're for the PGA Tour is is going to be a banger. Supposedly everything on the table. From major championship boycotts, meaning what? Like the players are going to boycott the major championships no, if live tour people are there? Or we Whoa. should not... We, they, 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 these major championships should, should boycott, boycott these guys? That's, that's how I read it? Put it up again here, if you don't mind, because the other... I read it as boycotting items. the live players from majors. So, but that that would mean banning them, not a. And this is a writer who who could choose his words That's here. That's true. That's true. Good point. Monahan's future, meaning they're not happy with the way he's handling this, right. to a larger compromise, meaning what? Like again, like Monahan's future, they don't like the way that he's handling it because they think the live tour players should be allowed in, or they think that the players shouldn't have any compromise at all and get out I don't know and so Tiger is going to counsel bully and cajole who is he bullying people who are saying the live tour players should be in or out like what's the split about like those that's when I read that tweet that's when I reached out and I'm like we should get him and he's on in two minutes plus, because that's what I'm interested in is what mm-hmm. what uh, what is the split here? Is it 50-50, let the live tour players live, live and let live, or live and let die? Huh? Hey. 
There's a report. There's a report out. Don't don't give news. You shouldn't. I just I just I just stuck the landing on that know, line, which is really like thirty seconds, and I wanted to get this. I'd in like real to spend quick. the last few seconds basking in my. All right, what do you got? Basking his glory. Tiger's showing up to this meeting to talk players out of joining Live. Which a conspiracy going around is that that is explaining Cameron Smith's withdrawal, so he doesn't have to meet with Tiger because he's already agreed to go to Live. Damn. Ooh. 